Jason Schellwitz. Um at the top. Oh, here we go. Starting recording. There we go. Okay. Oh, there we go. That's weird. <laughs> She's back. Okay, so we're gonna get into it. And you didn't want to say anything for introduction wise or um wanna plug mm-hmm. your other show or we're we gonna plug that at the end. Yeah, we'll we'll do that at the end. Don't even worry about all that. Um yeah, so jumping in. Question okay. one. Let, let's let's start with describe a turning point in your life. <laughs> there have been so many. Right. There have been so many. Um I can't I don't think I can narrow this down to one. Uh of course when I got pregnant, right after graduating college. That was smart. Um and then <laughs> there was the robbery. And then my parents divorce. So I guess it just depends on how far back we want to go. What do we want to get into today? Um, well, I guess since the noise is in the background, I'll go with the pregnancy situation. Because children change your life. Um, and I had this whole plan about going to grad school and, you know, living paycheck to paycheck as a documentarian. And somehow going to grad school like that. I don't know what that was about. But yeah, that that changed everything. I had to give up drinking and smoking and doing a lot of things I had probably no business doing. Um, to be a mom. To be a mom. And I love being a mom. She's she's 13 now. She'll be 14 soon. And best decision of my life was having her. So, And that was not an easy choice. So, yeah, that was a big turning point for me. How about for you? Oh, well, well, first, can I just ask you, what the hell is a documentarian? Uh, I made a, I don't know if that's a real word or not, but I'm saying a documentarian is a person who shoots documentaries for a living. And that's what I had dreamed about doing, just getting stuff on PBS. Like, I always loved the fact that your mom worked for PBS because (laughs) in my mind, she was making the cartoons or the television programming. That's what I thought she did. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to get on that level and submit some work to PBS. Like, if I could have been on American Masters or one of the docu-series, I would have been pressed. I would have been like, Ooh, I made it. So that was my dream. That was my dream deferred. Never okay. too late. No, never. Never, right. never. You can always go back. <laughs> This is part of me getting back into my creative juices. So maybe this will lead to something. Who knows? I love it. Yes. For sure. <laughs> you know, I'm a supporter. Thank you. Thank you. How about for you, my dear? What is your turning point? One of your turning points? So I I think my biggest turning point was when my grandma died. Yeah, Aww. I feel like it just, I felt like my whole world just crumbled. And I just had to build myself up. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it kind of gave me this obsession with finding out what is my purpose in life because I just felt like she just kind of existed and she never got to do all the things that she had dreamed of. And I didn't want that for myself. So that, that was huge for me. A lot of life changes. Do you think you've been living up to maybe not finding your purpose, but at least exploring different things to get there? Yeah. And and I think at this point, I'm more comfortable with 
whatever. <laughs> I just don't, I don't really, I mean, you know me well enough to know that I don't really have that many goals in life. <laughs> I'm just kind of, look, wait, you say that like we all have to have, <laughs> you know, there's always another check mark. And I think it's healthy to get to a point in life where you're not always chasing the next thing. So I was going to ask you, like, do you even think you need a purpose anymore? Or is it kind of cool, like, just being happy with who you are? I like, I like just being happy where I am, like, with, with, you know, with who I am. I'm still trying to figure that part out or be more comfortable with exactly who I am. But, yeah, it's just easier. And at this point, I just don't want to think anymore. I just want to, like, post. I am so tired of thinking. the brain. The brain has worked really hard these last 30 plus years. I'm over it. I'm all for the not thinking. (laughs) Except when we ask these questions. Right, right. Of course, of course. I don't know why all of a sudden I feel nervous. Like I I talk to you all the time and we go really deep and we have these conversations and maybe it's the prospect of there's going to be other people out there that might be listening to it. It's just making me like, oh. I can't see myself, but I know you can see me. Oh, anyway, okay. I think as long as we stay authentic and, (laughs) of course, you know, only divulge what you're comfortable with, but it's the first episode. We don't even know if anybody's going to listen except us, and that's fine. (laughs) Right. I'm good with that. So we'll just keep having our conversations like we normally do. So, I mean, I'm with you, though. Death is, like, super transformative when my grandmother died I know that probably led, I know it led my mom to a depression and depressed state and it probably helped with my depression like I still think about my grandmother every day and she's been I don't even know how many years she's been gone now but mm-hmm. there's there's not a day that goes by that something doesn't remind me of her or she just had that kind of impact in my life and I think when you encounter that sort of thing you can't replace it so to me, there's always some type of hole, something missing, something just is it's unspoken, like certain accomplishments and things I have. I'm like, dang, I wish she was here or, ooh, I wish I could call her and tell her this. And it's and I know they say it gets easier as time goes by. I do believe that. But I also feel like it's just yesterday that she left me because right. like I'm constantly in communication with her because she was just that close to me. Like we just used to talk all the time. And I don't think I don't think you ever let someone like that go from your heart. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does. I think it does. Mm-hmm. For sure. You just have those moments where you just, you're like, oh, I wish grandma was here. I get oh. it. She comes to me in dreams sometime and I'm, and I'm always thinking like, oh, I wonder what does this mean? Is she still around? Like a Anyway, I don't want to get woo-woo weird, but... This is the place to get woo-woo weird. Explore. Explore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Man. That was... See, y'all, look at that. That that was a good question. That was... (laughs) (laughs) That got us thinking. I hope it made y'all think, too. (laughs) Yeah. Out there in podcast world land place. Nether regions. Wait, I don't like that. I take that back. I didn't like the way that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Okay. Question two. 
question too. So pause. Do you want to pull something new or you want to revisit the other one? Because I, can I be honest with you? Like I would love for you to dive a little deeper into this um into this robbery situation if you want to, but no, not a problem. So yeah, I I have mentioned it twice now to my friend uh in about this whole robbery situation. Um so I was in college and I had no business smoking as much as I was at the time. <laughs> it apparently looked like me and my boyfriend at the time were dealers. And my roommate, I swear to God, is the one who set me up and had some dudes either from Richmond or DC rob me at gunpoint. And what had happened was when somebody puts a gun to your head, it just I think it changes you. Like I um in knows this. I was a very quiet child, mm. very reserved and to myself. I ate lunch with my teacher until she came to our school. Uh, I did not like people my own age. I didn't, I was just very serious as a kid. I was very nervous. I overthought things a lot. And when I got to college, I kind of broke a lot of rules that were taboo in my household. Um, my mom is very religious and I respect that. And I have taken Christianity on with myself and raising my child. Um, I know I'm not as strict as she was. She's, you know, Bible study, women's fellowship, Sunday service, Friday service, New Year's Eve service. She's a church person. And I think I'm church adjacent. I'd like to be more like her, but I don't feel like I have the discipline right now to give up a lot of the things that the church wants me to give up to be what they consider a true believer. No knock on my church. I actually love my church and I understand what they're saying. Don't know if I'll ever live up to those expectations, but that is what it is. So when this happened, um, how old was I? This was my last year of college. So I was 22. And they, so what had been happening was people had been coming to our door all the time, asking for my roommate, asking for my roommate, saying they were their friend, her cousin, whatever. And my door, because it was a two bedroom suite was right in front of the front door. I told my boyfriend, stop opening the door to people we don't know. I don't care if they ask for her, she's not here, don't open that door. This fool goes and opens the door. Mind you, I had always kept the chain on the door because I was like, I don't know who she'd be messing with. She smoked a lot, she dealt with a drug dealer in DC. And I didn't rock with her like that at that time. Um, there had been some allegations that she was not paying rent and had been using my suitcases and her rent money to run drugs up and through the house and um, with her man or whatever. So she called and threatened me one day and was like, tried to flip it and say I was the one using the money for drugs and then tried to say that I took the rent money to buy drugs and threatened to beat me up. And I, you know, threatened her back and told her, you know, bring her little self and her little friend and I whoop both asses. <laughs> Needless to say, that was not my character at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so when they broke in, they had a gun. They pistol whipped my boyfriend. Um, I was in my skivvies, people. I was in my night shirt and my panties because it was just me and him. And we, you know, we was going to do, we was going to dip. Right. What was scariest, um, they said not to call the phones. Of course, I didn't listen. I dialed 911. Richmond PD can go to hell because when I called, the operator thought I was joking and hung up on me. I called oh. back and the bitch hung up again. So <laughs> when he saw that, then he took my phone and broke it. 
And that's when he put the gun in my hand. Was like, I told you not to call nobody or whatever. Where's the shit? Like it was like a movie. And then they ransacked the house except my roommate's room, which I knew she dropped the dime, thinking right. that we were doing something that we weren't. Um, thank God the neighbors next door had called the police, so they yelled out of their house, "We called the police!" <laughs> so they ran off after hitting him a couple more times. But it was scary because I was on the bed. He made me face face down, so I felt very vulnerable as a woman to rape. Um, he didn't rape me, but when you have a gun in your head. I heard the click. And all I did at that point was pray Mm -hmm. to Jesus, my maker, you know, to take me home quickly, safely, soundly, and have me feel no pain. After Mm -hmm. that, it changed me as a person. I really don't take no mess off people no more. Because I feel like if I'm a go, I'm a go. Um, That has led to some situations that I'm not necessarily proud of. Like there was one time some dudes came to the house um, and they parked in my parking spot and I definitely flipped out and cussed them out from here to kingdom come. And they came back and broke the window in my car. Like there's some situations that I've put myself in with my mouth. Cause I ain't but five foot two and a buck, whatever. No, I'm not a buck anymore. <laughs> not going to divulge my weight, but <laughs> I'm bigger than that. Just saying, I'm not much of a threat physically, but my mouth gets me in trouble. It got me in trouble at work. I threatened a coworker. So just when that happened, my mind has flipped to a situation where I don't really take much off people and it has taken a lot of prayer and practice and therapy (laughs) to get it into a regular space where I'm not constantly wanting to cuss people out. And a part of me thinks it's because I didn't get to defend myself that day. And I felt vulnerable and taken advantage of. And sometimes it still makes me angry because of course the police didn't take it seriously. So they never found the idiots who did it. Um, Yeah. And I never um, saw my roommate again because she's abroad. I'm not going to say the B word even though I want to. Um, but yeah, like forgiveness wise, that's the one person I'm supposed to be able to forgive. But if I saw her on fire, I would not spit on her. So that's how I feel about her. Yeah. So that's that robbery situation and, and what it has done to me. It definitely changed me. And I think maybe you could tell. I don't know. Let me ask you as my friend. Did you see any kind of switches between college and adulthood or you know when we left for school like what was your perception absolutely I mean I've I've told you multiple times that I just feel like you you've grown and it's one of those things like you said you were that that quiet kid I just I like the fact that you're standing up for yourself more because I just I didn't see that with when we were growing up you know what I'm saying um, so I definitely see that I don't take no mess type attitude um, and just being more comfortable with yourself in general at, and more confident. So if if that's what kind of flipped it around for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it. But yeah, I've definitely seen a progression of. <laughs> Marie's not going to take. She's not going to take no shit. Like, for sure. So, but I love it, though. Because I I would hate for you to still be that that people pleaser or that that person who doesn't speak up for themselves or just lets people walk all over them. That that type of shit can't fly. First of all, we're too old for that. Like, you're not going to talk to somebody any type of way, you know? So I'm just glad that 
I'm glad that you have definitely come out of that. And now you're teaching me how to come out of that because I definitely have my moments where it's like. <sighs> but you know what I'm working on? Mm-hmm. Expressing it in a non-violent manner. So I'm trying to be more of a, I guess, an adult in that I can use my words and not just threaten <laughs> action. Um but yeah, definitely being able to stand up for yourself is a big deal. And I did not have that as a kid. So I do feel more proud of myself. And I'm more comfortable in my skin with the choices I make. You know, as these questions go along, we may get into some of those choices. I don't know yet how much I'm going to divulge. But um, I like who I am. Other people may not like it, but I like who I am. So that may be a hard pill to swallow. Once you all get to know me better, podcast land. <laughs> <laughs> But I definitely don't go out of my way to please others any longer. So, yeah. Did you have any other questions about that question? Yeah, you know me. I don't know how to think on the fly. <laughs> so, no, I'm I think you've been doing well. You've been I doing well. There was so much going along with it. You know me. I like to, I'm always like, well, what happened to her? But you already said you didn't ever see her again. So, so what ended up happening was after all that went down, she tried to cuss me out one more time and I put my mama on the phone and my mom was like, excuse you. And then she ended up talking to her mother and some of the things that were stolen from me, my uncle, who's like six foot six, biggest dude ever, um, went over to their house and got my stuff. And that was the last I heard of them. So yeah, he went uptown and got, and got my stuff, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. He was like, it was about nothing. I was like, thank you, uncle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I thought that part was hilarious. Um, and this people, you know, it's going to sound like stereotype. This is my my private school chum. Uh, so I did not expect her to be as ratchet and gutter and ridiculous as she was. Maybe that was stupid of me to not view her for who she was and just took her for being a classmate and thinking, oh, she'll be of a different kind of behavior than that. It was a <laughs> So I didn't even know this was somebody that you knew. And you probably told me, but the way my memory's set up, I don't, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I you knew her and she treated you like this. Yeah, girl, she was dirty. Yeah. She was a dirty person. Um, yeah, she ended up with herpes, too. That was something <laughs> I said I wouldn't put on blast, but I don't give a crap anymore. Yeah, we found her herpes bottle when mm-hmm. we were cleaning up the apartment because we had to leave. And I feel good saying it out loud. So, you know, like Usher, I hope she just keeps it in check. (laughs) Girl. You know, and she had... Cassie, you're listening, herpes girl. Yep, herpes girl. That's what we call her. And, uh, you know, she had enough dudes run through it, so I hope they wrapped up. (laughs) I cannot. That's mean, but it felt good. That was cathartic. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, well, she ain't never going to hear it. And if she does, I don't give a shit. Um, so there's that. <laughs> so that's my thoughts on herpes, girl. You know, if she comes to a reunion, a drink will be thrown in her face. So, and that'll be that. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that. <laughs> yeah, I think that wraps up question one. I think we're going to give ourselves a few episodes before we t- start taking questions from the audience. What do you think? Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's let's lay a strong foundation first. 
Okay. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Inspired Musings. Tis another podcast that you guys should definitely check out. It's very dope by a dope person. Goes by the name of N. She happens to be on this podcast. She happens to be the co-host. <laughs> Uh, so definitely check that one out as well it'll get you uh thinking feeling and i think uh leaving with a lighter heart after listening to it so that's my shout out um negative shout out to anchor uh y'all need to fix that Uh, (laughs) fix fix that app that's all i gotta say that and your it sucks and that's my opinion um yeah don't block me they can shut us down before we even get started. <laughs> no, but thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. That's that awesome. Yeah, I don't have a tagline yet for how to go out, but uh, I'm going to say everybody take care. Think of questions to ask yourself, ask others, and be open. Yeah. And that's all I got. Yeah. All sure. right. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.